0: Hey, Geek Fans, today we've got movie news, creative marketing, and we've got Frank Mill in our crosshairs tonight on Raving Geeks. Gotta get hey, Raving Geeks fans, this is Ben Solis.
1: And I am Mario Bartolone.
0: Mario Bartolone, and together we are.
1: The Raving Geeks.
0: Like the Wonder Twins. Yeah. But Form maybe not of as cool.
1: Decent podcast host.
0: <laughs> wow, that worked. That was that was uh that was Very quite instantaneous effective. Too. Yeah, yeah, Good it really thing we could. found
1: those magic rings.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Not just power rings, but now we can fuse.
1: Were those what was the power behind those rings? You know what?
0: I'd rather not get into I don't this actually
1: right know. Now. Were they magic? The Wonder tw- tw- yeah,
0: they were magic. Well, it was funny because like you had like the Shazam Shazam thing, you know? Right, yeah. They put them together in Shazam, but there was another character named Shazam. I
1: feel like there's a whole subset of superheroes that just transform from catchphrases.
0: Pretty much. Into like ridiculous, ridiculous items. Pretty much. Well well, here we are again, already Raven.
1: What are we talking about today, Ben? Today we
0: are talking about a bunch of things but but mostly movie news because we wanted to get a tight focus on that we've been missing real out. Toit.
1: Real tight, real tight to- focus. We're choke it.
0: Choke the movie news. What's up? Today, uh well this week they announced the director of Flash. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Ooh, we got some Facebook. Do-do. You can follow us on Facebook. Hey, that's a good segue. <laughs> what a natural plug! That fantastic. was. fantastic, but no, they they did they did announce the director of Flash. It is a, a newcomer. He um, he wrote. It's the guy who wrote uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Cult classic. Yeah,
1: clearly. Never mind. It's yeah, not Carl classic. Not at
0: all. Um, I'm a little skeptical about this. He's a newcomer. No one really. He has no directorial. I was going to
1: say, is that his only directorial this credit? Will
0: be his directorial debut.
1: This will be his. This debut. This will be
0: his debut. That's pretty risky. It's a huge property, man. And a, a very popular property now, too, because of the show.
1: Although, I don't know. Is Fr- uh, the Flash is going to be kind of on the periphery of this Marvel or DC universe, it It really is. Like, right?
0: the, the main movie isn't coming out until 17, right? So we got two years until that's actually going to be out. They haven't really began a whole lot of development and production on it. They're trying to get their loose ends. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they just have a director now. I'm, I would be surprised if the script was completely finished. Um, but, yeah, he's going to show up once For a small bit, supposedly in Batman vs Superman, how many guys are going to be in this movie, dude? I don't know. It's it's pretty it's pretty full at this point. Yeah, he's going to show up for a little bit in Justice League, and then then he'll have his own movie. And you're a Flash guy too, right? Like I'm not a big Flash Flash
1: guy, and it's weird that like in the comics he's got such this uh, central role and. In the whole thing Especially with like The Flash legacy You know
0: He does And the interesting thing is Is that uh, Flash is often used As a foil To bring in other characters Mm -hmm. I mean the whole Brave and the Bold concept That really was not Just like a strictly Batman thing of him You know cavorting With all these different You know heroes A lot of that A lot of those Brave and the Bold issues Had Flash They were Flash Very specific Um, That's why on the Flash show, I don't know, because you don't don't really watch it a whole lot, do you? No, not really. For people who do watch it, you'll notice that it's almost like kind of like villain of the week sometimes uh, in the way that it's formatted. But it's also kind of like hero of the week, the way that they bring in like certain heroes and, you know, uh, attach them to the show. So, yeah, he's not really like – he's a second-tier character. For as popular as he is, he's a second-tier character, and they're going to play him like that. uh, uh, Don't know how to feel, man. He's going to be
1: feel. the third uh, speed character that's on the film now, too. We have two versions of Quicksilver. I wonder how they're going to do that.
0: I Yeah, I mean, and it, there's no real retread there. I mean, they're obviously two separate characters. They're two very different kinds of characters. Well, I'm
1: thinking visually, too, because they really made a point with the Age of Ultron Quicksilver mm-hmm. to make it visually distinct from the future past version yeah
0: yeah yeah well you didn't see a whole lot of streaks with, with right. the Days of future past version you know you, you saw a lot more of that with age of ultron
1: yeah i think so, so well it was yeah it was like closer blurs and they, he didn't really go into like slow motion as much obviously because how are you going to top that set piece that they had in, yeah. in the x Men movie
0: no absolutely oh the, the running around the uh yeah the pentagon room yeah oh that was classic absolutely classic. which really
1: just showed how little planet they actually had to get magneto out of there like yeah they they didn't have a plan. They were just going to walk him out. We're just going to we're
0: just going to wing this thing. Or just assume time.
1: that Quicksilver was going to fix it. I mean, it worked, hey I man, guess, but
0: you know, happening uh 70s uh, X-Men characters, you know.
1: I like that jacket that Wolverine had. It's
0: a real good jacket, man.
1: It's a good jacket. I he has some jacket. good jackets in general. He's got you know. We were talking about the evolution of his hair. He's got some good jackets Could in general. we can every we do film.
0: like one episode where we talk about superhero fashion? <laughs> yeah, I that, think so. you know, get a couple fashion majors That'd in here. That would be pretty great
1: cuz there's some good fashion, there's some real bad. I'm thinking like Ooh. Dazzler, Jubilee,
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jubilee looks bad. Yeah. Uh, Real terrible stuff got going on there. Well said. Indeed. But, uh, yeah, the reason why we bring this up is because there's, like, this weird dichotomy now between, like, this this flash concept in in the films that we don't know how it's going to turn out. And then we've got a fantastic TV show that's doing just fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I did watch the the first episode uh, for this new season. A little slow. Wasn't extremely happy with it. But it's okay. By the way, I'd like to uh, take this small moment. We, guys, we, uh, we have a producer now. We, we, have, we have always had Kelsey, our, our podcast princess, as she's called <laughs> in the CM Life Offenses. Uh, she's always been recording us, but we have the uh, fine... Uh, what is it, the... Uh, the Indomitable, the yeah, Uncanny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we are endowed with some uh, good ner- nerd knowledge uh, from a fan, actually, which means that people are listening to our podcast. Yay! Oh, my God. See,
1: I always thought there was just one sequestered man out in the Antarctic like bald, ice fishing.
0: bald, like a tiny shirt.
1: Yeah, and, like, it's the only thing his radio... The antenna would pick up was the Raving, Raving Geeks. Geeks. That's, that's where I thought all the downloads were coming from.
0: Fortunate for him, that's the only thing he's listening to. But no, we, we, do, have, we do have a new producer helping us come up with ideas. Uh, he's actually here with us in the studio right now, and he's going to talk when, when he gets a chance to butt in. Uh, his name is Tyler Guza. He is a student here at Central Michigan University. Right? Yes. Sir. Right, Tyler? Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Tyler, just say hi to the people out there. You might be a little tinny. But uh, he's here. He's real. He's a real he, he person. He's a real person.
2: How are you guys doing? I just want to say hello to all my fellow sweaties out there who <laughs> like to get nice and Swaties. worked up when we start talking about geek stuff. Um, and I'm gonna butt in for a second about the Flash. Yeah, no, director. I want you to. I
0: want you, I want you to hear what you got to um, say.
2: I actually think that this might be okay because if you look at some of his other writing credits, he's writing the Lego Batman movie. He is, isn't he? Which I forgot that. Lord and thing. Miller, who were previously on for the Flash movie, are now leaving to do the Han Solo spinoff. But that means he worked with Lord Miller. Maybe uh, they see something in him and they could kind of vouch for him. And that's why, even though this is his first directorial debut, they could be like, hey when this guy hits, he hits, and we think that he can hit, so he must have had the
0: pitch of a lifetime. He could have, and you know, look at um, look at Nolan. Look at Nolan with the whole bat. Oh,
1: wait, too. look at this. Ben, for you, <laughs> those of you playing the drinking game at home, Ben has brought up Christopher Nolan again.
0: Yes, yes, I have. Let's uh, keep a good running tally. I'm going to get y'all drunk. Um, That's what we like to hear. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Uh, but, I mean, I'm sorry I have to bring it back to this every single time, but look at Nolan. Total nobody. He had three feature films under his belt that not very many people knew about, mm-hmm. you know. Um, took a huge chance on that guy, and he, he roughly Things, so you know, you never know.
1: I don't know, man. I am going to be the resident DC movie critic,
0: as I usually am. I need you to be the cynic. Yeah, the the love fest over here is getting a little too gushy,
1: making me sick. Like optimist, yeah. See, I am not. I am not at all. I've, I've have, I have a bit of love for DC. I like, I like the main three, you know. But I don't know. But this movie universe has been poorly handled from the beginning. I think you I think you guys are very optimistic for a movie coming out in twenty seventeen. Who knows if the actor's even gonna stick around that long? You know how these guys drop in and drop out. By the
0: way, for the people at home, I'm making faces the entire time Malachi is saying this, so just, just so you know.
1: Yeah, well whatever.
0: I, I understand.
2: I, I think that DC's actually in a good spot right now because Marvel's movie studios in the future is going to be kinda hit or miss because you got like a lot of people they said they weren't a big fan of Ant Man, although it, I, I myself liked it. I do not really but like it in the Infinity Wars. Those big guns might not be around as much. That's so, probably a good.
1: It's, that's a good thing, though. So, I think they can DC, be fresh. DC needs to hit it now yeah,
2: we'll because see. <laughs> it's going to help propel them over Marvel if they can hit it when Marvel potentially could be at its weakest.
1: Hey, look! I'm not scared enough to say. That they both could end up sucking. Yeah, they I mean, could. They could. They
0: could. And totally in, in a terrible yeah. world, we could lose everything. True. Yeah. You know. Well, here's the, the, the thing: is that you know we keep bringing this kind of up, but I mean, there's so very different types of movies. You know, they're trying to attract such a huge different type of audience. I mean, the difference between the DC and the Marvel main audience. I mean, there are specific divisions for for that reason. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's the sensibilities of what those comics bring, what the movies will bring. But that being said. You know, I got to give it to the DC side with their creative marketing because they really know how to market the hell out of these movies. With the Marvel thing, right? Marvel, good Marvel teaser trailers. All you need to show is a couple of heroes beating some guys up. Yeah. Flashy explosives, a nice new villain, and you're good, right? Pretty
1: much. That's the formula. Pretty happy
0: with all the DC stuff. It's like these grandiose, operatic trailers. You know what I mean? It's like they—I I know, I know—it's a little goofy, but they—they <laughs> they have to go the extra distance to get people to buy into this. Well,
1: yeah, you can tell, like you said, they're—they're they're trying to hit that different audience, yeah. uh, and they're—I don't know—operatic. That's the right word for it. I just it is the right word. For it. It.
0: Thank you, I appreciate it. It's a little <laughs> convoluted, it's a little over the top, but it's true. You know, yeah. um, a fine example of that. You look at Batman vs Superman. What they're doing. Did, you, did you happen to see some of the marketing that they just released? What's that? With The Luther stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, the Atlantic. Uh, uh, it was Fortune. Fortune, I'm sorry, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, if you guys have know, know about this or not, uh, Fortune magazine, uh, which does a lot of like feature stories on billionaires, millionaires, people of the like, people with a lot of money, one percenters.
1: Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. And the cream rises. Yes,
0: yes, it does. To the very top. To the 1%. 1% cream. Uh, they they produced this this PR kind of article, uh, and it even says something like, on the byline, like product or, or like courtesy of Warner Brothers. So or there whatever.
1: are definitely people out there, in the same way that like people see Onion articles on Facebook and they believe it, there are probably a lot of people who are like, oh my, oh my god, did they base Lex Luthor off of this guy? There's a
2: real guy. People think that Facebook is now going to be fighting Batman. <laughs> yeah. was in the social I just can't handle it. Probably. I just can't
0: handle it. But no, the 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 article is really good. It's really kind of cool. It's a good intro to obviously Lex Luthor's character. There's a lot of weird things here, and actually Tyler brought this up with us too. Is that uh, before I even read it, you know, there's like these hints that like he's Luther Junior. Yeah, I don't think that's ever been talked about in canon. Yeah, before, his, his dad's
1: know? usually Lionel Luther. Yeah, sort of Alexander Senior.
0: Well, he's Alexander Senior in this movie, and he, he died suddenly unexpectedly was there was there kind of some foul play there
1: yeah i mean that uh, makes me think either lex luther ruthlessly killed his father to take his fortune which, which that, would be fantastic i like that idea i like that idea too or i think tyler said the real lex luther in quotes is like a bald, older Alexander Luther Senior, and
0: he's just using his son as a patsy.
1: Yeah, which I don't like that idea. As could
0: much. it just be Gene Hackman. Could <clears throat> we just get Gene Hackman back? That'd be kind of cool,
1: room? actually. I like Gene Hackman. He could do it, but although he's like he's a pretty salty old man now, he isn't is, he? But
0: he could just be like, hmm. don't know, Kevin Spacey.
1: Back. Kevin Spacey, I thought was pretty good actually.
0: And that was like, a bum rap, man. Today there's
2: been an article saying that Brian Cranston wants to be a ruthless Marvel villain, and I'm just saying, if you're not gonna have him be Jim Gordon, <laughs> bring him in as Lex Luther. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: all I'm saying yeah. Sure I mean and that's the thing He's he's going to jump sides I mean, obviously he's going to be a Marvel If he could be a Marvel oh, villain He
1: would be a good grizzled Commissioner Gordon yeah, Sure that's
0: sure what was yeah. With the
2: mustache and everything yeah. yeah He would be awesome
1: I would love to see him in the Marvel universe though Because they don't really Their villains have all been really weak
2: Besides yeah. Loki I mean that was my problem with Avenger, or Age of Ultron It was the Jatari all over again with the robots Pretty much so they yeah kill the big guy They all go down
1: Yeah the and, third act was pretty much the same
0: mm-hmm. Yeah but uh, wasn't wasn't Cranston was Gordon in uh, year one? He yeah, was and, the voice yeah. Of, of Gordon yeah. in and, year one. And what's funny about that is um,
2: the guy who played Jim Gordon in Gotham, um, Ben McKenzie, voiced Batman in year yes,
0: one. Yes, he did. So That's it's, funny. Like, it's,
2: it's everyone's connected.
0: Yeah, it's a strange thing. But you know, the, going back to this, they're, they're really pulling out all the stops. The, the same marketing group, uh, Forty Two Media, I think, is, is what it's called. Um, they are the ones that are doing all this. Uh, they did the Dark Knight viral media, yeah. which was huge. Um, that was some of the best viral media that I think that we had seen for a movie in a real long time. How much do
1: you think it cost to land an article in the, like they did?
0: That's big money, man. Yeah. That's some big Warner Brothers big Bugs Bunny really money. Really
1: throwing their, <laughs> some real that's, Bugs that's some
0: money. some big, big Bugs Bunny money. couple right of –
1: anima- they had to sell one of the Animaniacs to get that yeah, one.
0: Listen, Daffy, you're done. We're, we're <laughs> selling you off to Paramount. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some things going on. Uh, even even taking it a step further from that, that article, they created a, a Lex Luthor website. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, and a, and a Twitter handle. And like a
0: Twitter whatever. handle, so they have a Luther Twitter handle. I think you told us about the Twitter handle. Yeah,
2: right now I think it only, ha- it only links you to the website, mm-hmm. but I it would be a missed opportunity if they didn't just start doing tweets and have them just, that's how they leak some Easter eggs, getting closer to the movie. I'm sure yeah. they
0: will, and as and as this kind of this viral media evolves, I'm sure they're going to start harping on this like his actual xenophobia for superman I yeah mean, you see it all the time right you got take donald trump for example right
1: i was the, about to say that Yeah, the
0: king of american xenophobia right now tweets like a storm you know every single time um and he creates all this controversy via twitter we'll probably see the same thing out of luther which would be kind of nice It'd be kind of
1: funny to see him live tweet the uh, the event metropolis in man of steel
0: oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, I can't even imagine. But no, there's some cool things going on. Uh, on,
1: on the page of Lex Luthor, too, have you seen the uh, the Robot Chicken uh, DC Comics specials that they do? I saw
0: a bit of it. I saw, yeah, I saw, I think, a part
1: the, of it. The second one that they did, uh, they did a spoof on Lex Luthor where he was, like, in high school and he had a band called Sex Luthor. <laughs> and it was, like, a big hair rock and roll band, you know, like, glam rock.
0: We are Sex Luthor!
1: And he has, like, this big, long, like flowing, flowing mane of yeah. hair yeah Locks. big stiletto heels and everything that's
0: that's too much pretty awesome wow wow a lot of a lot of white snake covers
1: it pretty, pretty much yeah could pretty much would have been again that's pretty good i'm not gonna get up there because i don't know if i can do the the false setup i
0: like karaoke you know yeah from time to time it's a lot of fun but uh yeah so we've got some cool things on the horizon i think uh yeah i put a lot of stock into these things how could i not man this is my fan base true yeah Yeah. I will be highly disappointed of course but we'll see what's going on but I think the coolest thing about what's happening with this movie specifically is that this is more than DC's big wider plans in their movie universe this is more than just introducing the Justice League and things like that in a lot of ways this hinges on one man's legacy in comic books you know yes one man's plot line through his uh, rise and fall of comic book stardom
1: the fall has been especially entertaining.
0: Yes, it has. That man that we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is the none other as the, the Frank Miller. <laughs> the Frank Miller. Man,
1: we had such a good lead-in for that. it like, like
0: the segue of the year. Is yeah, yeah. Just like the Frank it? Miller. Hey, we do what we can here on The Raven Geeks. We do Frank Miller. We Frank we're, Miller. We're going
1: to talk about him now.
0: Today, he is a part of our <laughs> artist spotlight. Uh, one of the many fine ideas that uh, Taylor uh, or Tyler threw at us was uh, Tyler, Taylor, hey. <laughs> threw at us was an artist spotlight and you know how could we be remiss not to you know do frank miller
1: very relevant time now that the dark knight 3 the master race is soon approaching and
0: oh my god
1: and he's such a they've actually been releasing a lot of those covers too yeah. and uh he did one himself of uh, of superman that's i don't know if it cro- controversy is the right word people didn't really like it though it's very cartoony it, it
0: just looks stupid i, re- I the couple of days ago i went and stopped into uh, hall of heroes our local comic book shop.
1: Give us money.
0: Yeah, give us money. Hey, that I, mm, we've got some business, business on the on the horizon there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I talked with Michael, the the shop owner, good guy, and the, I think one of the first things he said to me, like under his breath, like, "Have you have you seen the cover?" I was like, "Yeah, I saw it." He's like, "It's awful," you know. <laughs> so like, you know, you've got people who've been watching this unfold for many, many, many. Years. It
1: looks like they put Superman in the dryer and they used <laughs> too much. Out. Yeah, like they didn't iron him out too at much all. Starch. Exactly, too yeah. Too much starchy I, could, I couldn't remember if it was too much starch or not enough that would I think it was too much. Create that effect.
0: stiff, but then you start to get crinkles. Yeah, he's yeah. real
1: crinkled. Oh! I mean, I guess he's older in that. I don't know. There's not a lot of plot details out about this yet, I guess.
0: No, no. But then, So the, now that you've got this new book coming out, you've got Batman v Superman, which is basically Dark Knight Returns on film to some degree.
1: Yeah, elements for sure.
0: You know, the, the contention of, between the two. Uh, so we want to kind of want to talk about, you know, why Frank Miller is so respected and why in, in many ways he is so maligned and i think the respect obviously goes back to what he's left us in the world of comic books now he hasn't he hasn't done a whole lot if you look at the big long like catalog of his work there's only a few selected works that are really standouts it's like it's like my analogy with guns N' roses right mm-hmm. guns N' roses is one of the biggest rock bands in the world still are even though they're not even a unit anymore they had one good album they had one good album that was a huge hit, and their entire legacy is hinged on Appetite for Destruction to this day. And that's kind of the same thing with Frank Miller. He had his work on Daredevil. He had his Dark Knight Returns, year one, which is kind of lumped into the same yeah. thing. Wolverine. Wolverine, and then you had Sin City.
1: Oh, well, I don't know. I say, I'd say Electra there's like some yeah. ronin stuff that yeah, he's done but
0: that's all daredevil that's all in the same you know well ronin ronin is its own special thing yeah but even even in the context of like these characters though yeah so 300 300
1: yeah did sorry? you say that yeah I oh told, sorry I know that's sorry
0: <laughs> see i wouldn't include some of those things in the larger comic but i guess there's any titles so i take that back so he's left yeah. us a lot whatever whatever frank miller's got a good legacy but
1: perhaps what he lacks in his uh prolific works he makes up for and how influential they were? Is that maybe what you're trying to...
0: Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Yeah, so that's what I was trying to get to, is that uh, in in the long run I think people look at these works as being some of the most, like, earth-shaking to some of this canon. Daredevil in general, right? You took a character that was basically an annual comic book, you know what I mean? Didn't really have much going for him, turned him to a monthly, very, very fast, just by his art style, the grittiness, um, you know, the Daredevil show that we have today. We wouldn't have any of that without Frank Miller, I and mean, you love that show, don't you?
1: Yeah, I thought it was really great.
0: Yeah,
2: sorry. I think I think that might be the best thing Marvel's done so far, in my opinion, for their movie and TV cinematic universe. I I see that, and I'm just kind of like, wow. Like I wish it's almost like they could take the movies and make them into 15 hour long episodes yeah. where they could
0: draw it out. Well, yeah. you know, being on Netflix offers you a lot of you know leeway. It could be highly more violent. You know, a lot more suggestive language, things like that.
1: Daredevil is what I thought Agents of Shield was going to be when it first came out. What oh you were sort of <laughs> mistaken. I was completely wrong. Oh, on your that hopes one. were all
2: kind of garbled. I, I know. Talk about Agents of Shield for a whole episode. Oh man, I gave, I, it's getting better.
1: Whatever, we'll see. I <laughs> gave up on it <laughs> on its first season, and now there's just too much for me to ever catch up with it. <sighs> Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but uh, that's that's the point, right? So even still, we're going back to this. This.
1: Where do you start with Frank Miller, though? Where do
0: I like? Where do I pinpoint?
1: Well, when did? I I, we know how impactful he was on like the '80s and how that was maybe misinterpreted into the '90s and created all this like extreme and like grittiness is like it's all about violence and you know guns and stuff like that. You know, but where where does I don't know where where do you really see his like career? beginning and ending
0: well i mean i think i i always put it on on the daredevil stuff you know uh frank miller wouldn't be where he is today without his work on daredevil i mean um that revolutionized a lot for marvel especially with that character um you had a character that was so much like you know a a dark version of of batman in a weird way i mean the stories kind of line up his dad gets killed yada yada Mm -hmm. there's all this pain this suffering you know he's ruthless um, for Frank Miller to take some of those tropes and put them into a completely separate, weird, you know, character that really has nothing to do with Batman, it was cool to see Marvel finally have that, you know. And even just even his visual style of how he, he did most of the stuff. A lot of people say when you look at Miller's Daredevil, Hell's Kitchen is almost like its own character, yeah, because you know? it's so intricate, it's so evocative. It's like it, it, it's part of not just a set piece. It's you know an emotional character as well. Um, for me, that's that's the single most important thing. Without without that Daredevil work, Dark Knight Returns wouldn't have happened. Year one couldn't have happened. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, with with Daredevil, there was a again a demand for these big cape heroes to have kind of a pulp sensibility, um, and that's 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 Frank Miller's whole thing is the pulp sensibility. And you see that in Sin City, you see that in all kinds of stuff. So, for me, that's 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 year one. Miller for me. Yeah. Year one of year one.
1: What do you think about uh, the evolution of his art style specifically? Because I think that's where a lot of... I mean, part of it is because he's, like, become way more extreme in his views, like his politics and things like that, which we can talk about in a little bit.
0: Well, it's interesting that you built that that connection, and I think that, that that's, there's something to say about that. I don't think it's really that different. You know? Really? I think it's lazy. I think it's lazier.
2: And don't forget, I mean, he's not the healthiest of person. No. And a lot of people attribute... The correlation of his art, kind of as he's been slipping in hell, that his art's also slipping. That maybe he's not so much losing the his like not so much losing the vision, but losing the ability to make that vision Mm. as what we to actually get it out of his body to get it on the paper.
0: I believe that. uh, I think it was today. Was either today or this week? Yesterday, maybe. um, uh, There was New York Comic Cons going on, right? I mean, he...
2: And yeah, they loved him. From what I heard, there
0: the people were standing ovations. Yeah, and, I mean, the Dark Knight Three. He he uh, showed up at the Dark Knight Three panel. They didn't think he was going to. Yeah, it was kind of a surprise thing. Mm-hmm. And he does look oh. pretty bad. They they you know people were kind of commenting like, "Wow, I'm happy to see him up on his feet. I'm happy he's to see." Only fifty eight, I
2: believe.
0: What what is wrong with him? He's got he's got a debilitating <sighs> disease. I mean, what's it's,
2: I don't. I... Trying to remember off the top of my head, I'd have to look it up. Sure, but it's some. I think it's just something. I think it's got to do with his immune system, maybe. So I just yeah. he just he's just his body. I think is just kind of slowly. I'm not really sure.
0: Just been in poor health. So you know, there's that. I, honestly, because if you look at back at some of the things, I mean, the just the the structural style of of his art, like you know, square jaws, huge jaws, you know, yeah, big hulking characters, but uh, at the same time. They were always kind of drawn with loose lines and you know things like that. You can but,
1: see that though, but I, I look at like the discipline in uh, the Dark Knight Returns specifically with the grid layout that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that t- that takes a lot more planning and it takes a lot more effort, I think, than we're probably going to see in I don't know in like his newer works. I haven't read Holy Terror, but I've seen some of the artwork for it, and that's <laughs> well,
2: that was that was supposed to be a Batman, yes, it was. yeah, and they just said absolutely
0: not. Well, because it's, it's it's Batman going and being you know. Ruthlessly destroying terrorists. And, yeah, and, uh, and I don't know if there. So you bring up the correlation of his of his politics and kind of this, this changing dynamic of his worldview. Um, I don't know how much that has actually affected his his artwork, but it's definitely affected his perception of people. Of yeah, consumers definitely
1: perception. I don't know if it's just that it's more public now or it's like more transparent more visible because of the internet and things like that but i mean you could see some of that stuff so he gets criticized for being misogynistic for not respecting his female characters you know he draws a lot of like women characters are usually weak to be protected they're strippers or in the case of wonder woman the one kind of strong female character that i think i mean other than a lecture but i haven't really read any of his lecture stuff Mm Um, you know, she's walking around calling men sperm banks and she's like, you know, super like hyper feminism and I don't know. And, okay, so he gets criticized for those things. But that's kind of always been around, I feel like. I don't think that's more so than ever. I think yeah. maybe people go to him more and say, hey, Frank, what do you think about this more than maybe they did before? So it's like yeah. he's got a bigger mouthpiece maybe. you got to look at the change of times, sure.
0: right? Is that, uh, that's,
1: I think that's part of it too. People are much
0: more sensitive about things like that now. And I think some of these these. People who are these snarky comic book writers, or you know, write trades about comic books, they know that they can go to Frank Miller and egg him on and get a you know get an old guard comment out of him, and well, that sells trades. That makes yeah. tweets retweeted. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. I
2: mean, and even the the, t- the master race title,
0: that's like the subtitle. <laughs> yeah. like, Jim Lee, I believe it was
2: Jim Lee, really fought to have that because that was Frank Miller want to call it the master race, but because, like we said, kind of some of his views. They were like, well, like, what are, you, what are you trying to kind of hint on here? And he yeah. just had to sit, just kind of, like, really, really be out. He's one of his, like, biggest outspoken supporters.
1: That's an interesting relationship, too, because they collaborated on All-Star Batman and Robin, which I, I thought was great. I actually liked it I too. I thought it
2: was really good. <laughs> the scene where Batman just
0: is like, I'm the Batman. <laughs>
1: like, I'm like, the god, the god the Batman. Batman. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he calls Robin uh, a you know, and he's uh, he
0: tortures him, man. He tortures him and makes him go.
1: Well, eat it's nicer. it's pretty realistic, actually. Like that's great. how crazy a Batman guy would be. And I think it's funny. There's,
0: how crazy is a Batman gonna get?
1: I think there's the one thing that people remember about that is the scene where uh, him and Robin are trying to intimidate Green Lantern. Oh, that's and one great. of the Green Lantern's weaknesses is actually wood is one of them, which I I forgot about that. Wood in the color yellow, and the color yellow. So he paints himself and the entire room yellow, mm-hmm. and he's sipping on lemonade yep. while talking to Green Lantern that's so perfect. that he can't affect him.
0: Snarky, it's so it's so in your face. It's, it's yeah, it's great. But
1: it, was that their first collaboration, Jim Lee and Frank Miller? I'm not
0: sure, but it's their most uh, most infamous. And, and
2: that's Jim for Jim sure. Jim Lee's like, hey, after this, if you want to do this like another version of All Star Batman, Superman, or Batman and Robin, I would be totally. For He's it. down. Yeah, and, and I
1: think they've talked about even revisiting that because it was unfinished.
0: Mm-hmm. It was unfinished. They actually, and I, I, I might have brought brought this up maybe once on the podcast before, but they. It, you know the story behind that. There was a lot of swearing, and mm-hmm. you know, all star. Yeah. They opted instead of like you know using asterisks or using other things. They have these black bars to censor out the words. Yeah. On the tenth issue, if you notice, there's only the collected work is only one through nine. The tenth issue had some scene where Barbara Gordon called her her mother the c word. And as a, in a flaw of the printing, uh, that black bar turned out to be a pink bar, and you could see that pretty clearly through that. Uh, the, the powers that be collected all those books and burned them, locked them down. Uh, I know a couple of comic book shop owners in southeast Michigan who, who kind of were around when that happened. Yeah. And they had guys come to the store and said, we need all your all-star Batman and Robin's 10s because we're taking them. We can't allow you to sell them because it would violate FCC rules and stuff like that. <laughs>
1: Whatever. You know what, man? He's he's always been pushing the envelope, though, and that's why I like him. You know, I in a way, the the Dark Knight Returns in year one were him pushing the envelope of the kind of tone and culture of comics at the time sure. in the 80s anyway. Sure. You know, him and him and Alan Moore really kind of changed that from being more kind of, I don't know if hokey's the right word, but it's really campy. campy's yeah, probably cool. better, yeah. It's
0: the end of the Silver Age, man. You yeah. Know, that's, the sil- yeah that's, where, that's where the Dark Knight
2: came from yeah the batman that we know and love today is because
0: of
1: really redefine the era too
0: yeah but you see there's a difference between pushing the envelope to a point where it evolves the art form
1: and just being inflammatory
0: yeah and being uncomfortable making people uncomfortable
1: but you know what people talk like that i'm sure people have called their mothers the c-word I haven't because my mother's a sweet, sweet yeah, angel. My
0: mother's a saint. I was, I was <laughs> Mom. I'm sorry. It's yeah. never happened.
1: No, no. But I don't know. Does they, are these characters like so untouchable that you can't make them more human like that? I don't no, know. Can. But at the same time, is there really a good reason that Barbara Gordon needs to call him on the C-word? Probably not. Yeah. So I don't really know who's right in that case. It's but ostentatious. Both man. sides look kind of dumb in that area.
0: Yeah. But no, I would like to see that because I really, I, like, again, like you, I really enjoyed that book. I thought it was, I thought it was a compelling look, and I thought it was a compelling continuation of that storyline too. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Um, very modern. Well, and you see how that's – it doesn't – you don't really make the connection between year one Batman and Dark Knight Returns Batman as much, but you can definitely make the connection between All-Star Batman and, and, and Dark Knight Dark Returns. Returns Batman, Absolutely. especially in The Dark Knight Strikes Again, which is awful.
0: But even still, it's a part of that, that canon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you hate it, you still got to read and it. And he's
1: characteristic of it too in that, but oh, God. Yeah. That book is bad.
0: And there is other the thing that's, that's interesting is that, you know, there's so much to appreciate about Frank Miller especially just in, in the long run, but there's just almost so much to just be like, ah, oh, come on, just quit it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to say those things sometimes because you got You forget that the guy's in poor health. You forget the guy's a human being. You right, know? you do. Um, and it's like, well, maybe you're just not able to do it anymore because you just can't.
1: He just looks like this crazy Uncle Frank with his fedora. Why does he you wear fedora still? So in reality, cool, right? he's not yeah. cool. <laughs> that's,
0: that's, that's, that's what happens when you're cool?
1: 50-year-old men should not be wearing fedoras.
0: I feel like old – Nobody I feel should like, wear I feel fedoras. like only 50-year-old men should be wearing them. <laughs> well, that's like a prerequisite. You get your look, ER, if ERP card and a fedora. Look, mail. if
1: that's the compromise that no one but 50-year-old men can wear them, I'll take it.
0: Okay. I think Blues Brothers
1: as well can also wear
0: they them. They can. F- F- yeah, 50-year-olds and Blues Brothers. Right. We got you. But, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Um and, you know, I know a lot of people who despise his version of Batman. I know people who are, are big fans, big fr- friends of mine, uh, who are watching all of this come out about Batman versus Superman, and they're just like, yawn. I'm not I'm not, not good with any of this. As if this is the, the track that we're taking Batman on, is this Frank Miller universe, and we're going to continue just doing that, people are not excited.
1: I always liked him, because I, uh, I read Year One and Dark Knight Returns in my adolescent years, you know? Oh. So... You're I, years, right? <laughs> yeah, back in my prime, <laughs> back, back when I was captain of the football team and I was prone coming King. I wasn't coming King, yeah, but, um, sure. you know, so I really, I really liked the, the force of nature of Batman, you know, the, the unstoppable man called on this mission, you know, the, the guy bearing the cross, everybody, uh, the one thing that they stole from that book is every time Batman's like contemplating something, he stands by that big window in Wayne Manor and like the, the windows like have, uh, what, what would you call that? Like segments or whatever? Oh, they're called slats, I think. Slats, yeah. Well, two of the slats line up on his the shadow on his face, and they make it a big cross. And it's like he's bearing this mission, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, is a little over top maybe? But I like it. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Bat, you know, that's Batman to me. You
0: know, it makes it more. Like, it's it's just more intense. It, it's always has just just amplified that whole mythos to a nothing.
1: Well, and it's just you know at the end of it, Batman's all about will too. And Frank Miller's Batman is like all will you know he's like iron will
0: yep absolutely so it's it'll be it'll be fun fun to watch this but as batman vs superman maybe like a, a a scion point a you know a flag post for the rest of the company if these books suck man if they if they continue to just be lame and just like cheap shots at batman and, and superman again i mean that's not the, the greatest marketing for this movie in the world because people are going to attach that. People are going to attach that legacy to that, no matter what.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I feel like I've been a Frank Miller apologist throughout this a little bit, trying to sympathize with him. But you really can't justify something like Holy Terror either. No, no, no. Yeah.
0: Well, you get you say so you got that book. So
1: there are some of those things that
0: you got that book, and then I think, dude, maybe people out there aren't really fully understanding what we're, we're mentioning with these these political views and things like. Yeah. that. there was um, when when Occupy Wall Street was a was a thing. Not so much thing. Remember,
1: remember that. Remember
0: that Occupy Wall Street. How they
1: changed the whole world.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what a shame. Huh. It, there was a lot of controversy surrounding that because a lot of people didn't think they were very organized or was going to do anything. Uh, one of those people who came out with family against it was Frank Miller. He wrote like a big op-ed piece about how we're just a bunch of lazy kids more concerned with our cell phones than we are actually about making a difference. Now, I don't really think that that was anti-like collective, you know activism, things like that, yeah. but I think he was just critiquing, like, listen, if you're going to make a change, do something, which was kind of, I mean, even in Dark Knight Returns, there was a big sense of revolution to all of it. Yeah,
1: I mean, right. that was where Batman rides out in the city on a horse and yeah. recruits the youth of the city to go beat up criminals. Come on, man, if that's when, not Paul, you know, if
0: you're like, I don't know what is. Pretty
1: much, yeah. So Batman riding a horse always is pretty fun. Absolutely. Batman punching a horse is pretty great, too.
0: <laughs> well, Peter <laughs> might have a problem with us saying that.
1: Yeah, well, there's a, sorry, Batman's fought a lot of animals, too. <laughs> In uh, in Zero Year, he fought lions. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. He wrestled lions. I think two of them. Should
0: we just get like one special on ABC?
1: Animals that Batman Animals has that fought. Animals that Batman has fought. In parentheses, and defeated. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They might be dead.
1: Yeah, sharks for sure. Batman
0: doesn't kill. So Lots of sharks. Uh, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't kill humans.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's killed There's animals. not those
0: bylaws that had anything to do with animals.
1: Yeah, he's pretty murderous in the films, too. Yeah? He's very murderous yeah. in the films. Murderous guy. Not just Michael Keaton, either. No, like, is, like man. Batman murders some people. Remember when he drove a train with Ra's al Ghul straight into a building? You're yeah. trying to tell me nobody died in that? Yeah. For the greater good, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, sure. I don't know. He
0: doesn't, he doesn't have to save him. You know? Sure, but uh, we'll see. I'm sorry, that was, that was probably
2: my favorite line. Of that
0: whole movie, yeah, 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 that was a pretty good line. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a cool line, but then when you think about it, you're like, it's like "You're a No, you are killing him.
2: <laughs>
0: You've killed a lot of people.
1: You were, you you created the mechanism for the train to crash, and you are also not saving him from the train crashing. Uh-huh. You've put all the pieces in motion for this to happen.
0: that begs the question too: is that if he's if he's willing to do that in, in these in these other movies? If Frank Miller's Batman is capable of doing that, will we see that in this universe?
1: Maybe. I mean, they they have the the tank like Batmobile, although it's not as extreme in The Dark Knight Returns. No. And there's that scene, you know, when he's attacking the mutant. uh What would you call that? A gang, I guess. Mutant leader, mutant, mutant leader yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. he's coming down on him with his Bat Tank, and he's shooting rubber. Drink
0: your blood, Batman. Oh, that
1: fight's great in the mud. This is, this is an operating ter- table and I'm the surgeon and he starts breaking how his out, legs. How
0: freaked out will you be if he says that to Superman in this movie? Like, how, how I
1: don't know like, if it really applies because Superman can't really break any of Superman's... I'm sorry, Batman can't break any of Superman's bones, really. That's
0: true. I don't that's know. True. Might be a little wasted, wasted reference.
1: We should do uh, top Batman-Superman fights yeah. at some point. Because yeah. there's some pretty good ones. There's a good one in, uh, in Endgame where Joker, like, oh, I, 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 infected... Endgame was great.
2: I, I wish I didn't know what is happening currently. Because I, I read all my comics by trade because I, I like to have the full story. I don't like waiting month to month to month. I don't, don't blame me, um, man. And so the, the ending of that would have been so much better had I not
1: known. Yeah, so, see, I, I didn't know going in. Yeah. And the current wrong where Jim Gordon is is Batman's pretty cool, too. But uh, anyway, he fights the whole Justice League. And he's got, like, this huge mechanized suit that has, like, kryptonite. Uh, embedded in every knuckle and like red suns
2: as it should
0: like,
1: emitters. Like the
2: whole suit, it's like he's put um, something in it that can fight every single member of the Justice League. It's because, pretty cool because
0: he's Batman. He knows that one day he'll have to put him down. did yeah. they, did they, they <laughs> talked about that in uh, Tower of Babel? Right.
1: Yeah, that was the whole thing. Is his they, his, his plan got put into action?
0: There's that final scene where it's like, uh, it's like you had all these, Superman and him are talking, he's like, you had all these contingency plans for us, but what about a contingency plan to stop you? He's like, I do. It's called the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> Which is like, dude, you just shut the whole Justice yeah, League yeah, down, obviously. If you were... <laughs> shut
0: down the Justice League. How would you expect them to take you out?
2: Wow. I, it's kind of like the retcon they did in the New 52 with Wonder Woman, where when he handed Superman the box, and he opens it up, and it's empty. He's like, well, what's her weakness? He's like, the thing is, Wonder Woman doesn't have one. Like, she she's like us, but she will kill everyone because she's almost like. And that's why I really think that this Wonder Woman in the movies
0: needs to be. I think the Wonder Woman movie is going to be really yeah. good. I think they're going to take a lot of care with that.
1: They about. need to be real careful though, because if they mess that up, people are going to like descend on them. Oh yeah, you know, not
0: even, not even us, but like female comic. <laughs> that's
1: fans that's what I'm saying.
0: Field day, man. Yeah.
1: And, Kelsey will be pissed. And, you know, all of the people who are, like, socially conscious and everything, it's, yeah.
0: Well, like, can we live tweet reactions? Oh, I'm so
1: in. I plan, when we go see Star Wars, I plan on recording, taking my audio recorder in there and just recording reactions yeah, just throughout some, the movie. Some, uh, some atmosphere, maybe sound. Maybe play those on the podcast.
0: Yeah. No way! Oh, yeah! You Clapping, know, you know? And one guy in the back who's, like, crying. Yeah, crying.
1: Totally. Yeah.
2: Sobbing. <laughs> do, do you guys think console is going down?
1: Look! Uh, look, we're gonna have to save that for a Force have to Friday. Save that
0: for another Force Friday because that's yeah. too much to get into. Oh boy! See, we got good things going on here. So many ideas. Well, yeah, as as you guys know, we both care about Frank Miller's Batman quite a bit. I think everyone in this room does. We just want to see it work. And we don't want to see it fail, but you know, that's it. Upon having this conversation, his health is not something that I necessarily took into consideration. Yeah, same. Looking at all this, and now I feel kind of like a jerk. You are a jerk. I'm usually a jerk, but now I'm like a like a you know.
1: I feel pronounced fine. jerk. Because I'm a great person, but I think we can all agree that Ben is a jerk. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sorry, Frank. You can please don't sue me, but you can come have a nice chat with me at my apartment and have some tea. You
1: know? Yeah, some chai tea. Maybe that'll help his condition. Whatever it is that yeah. can—I mean we haven't uh, looked it up, so we don't know still.
0: Kill Frank Miller.
1: Oh, don't do that. <laughs>
0: oh God, we got to move on. Uh, recommendations, Malachi. You got
1: any recommendations? Recommendations. Uh, Marvel just relaunched their universe. uh was it Secret Wars has one more. Uh, issue and we'll recap that whole event uh, once it's over Uh, but the whole all new all different marvel has relaunched uh, with invincible iron man and spider-man the amazing spider-man those have both come out already Um, i'm not sure when the rest of them are coming out i'm not sure what exactly has but uh, i read through both of those yesterday uh, and i really liked them spider-man especially because they're doing something really new um he's like He's got kind of like a Batman Incorporated type situation where he's like a globe-trotting Spider-Man. Because the whole thing with, like, these this big event, it was like it drew all the Marvel universes together. So the ultimate Spider-Man is now in the 616. So he's, like, taken down the fort at home. And so it was like, the, uh, the Gwen Stacy version of Spider-Man is there, too. And so he's got that covered. So he's kind of going off and, like gallivanting around and he's got like i don't know like the cover is almost like a james bond kind of thing it's like him at a casino in a white suit what? and it's like he's like oh, kind of growing really,
0: up really making uh peter parker here kind of suave aren't they? well
1: that's the the thing you know is like for a while marvel didn't want him to change you know they they took away his marriage and they tried to keep him like perpetually down on his luck peter parker who can't get a job but you know people aren't really interested in that version of the character anymore and it's nice after they shook him up already with Superior Spider-Man, and that was great. But going back to kind of the regular version, just kind of bland. So I'm glad that they're doing something new that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then Invincible Iron Man too. After being such a dickhead, and he Tony Stark was a dickhead in uh, the Superior Iron Man.
0: Can I can I pause you for a second? How many yeah. adjectives? are needed for a, a proper Marvel <laughs> comic book. It's hard. Like, so all new, brand
2: new, all different, never seen before Marvel.
1: Oh, like, whatever.
0: Extravagant X-Men. You
2: won't believe what we did again with the new Marvel. I okay. like it. Even more uncanny X-Men.
1: I like it. A lot of that has to do with Stan Lee. Yeah. You know? Oh. The Fantastic Four. The amazing Spider-Man. Uh, you know, he, he did a lot. of The Incredible Hulk. The Invincible Iron Man.
0: Man's whole career is based on adjectives. Pretty much, yeah. After watching the
2: documentary about stanley on netflix i can't not like it like yeah I, I, i'm sorry i dearly love
1: stanley i think he's a bit of a clown but i still like him too yeah, I think he's great. but it's cool that like so like these adjectives like have meaning now like ultimate is about a certain kind of book you sure, know sure, sure. the ama- yeah. amazing is about a certain kind of thing superior is about a different kind of thing you now you know
0: does he, does he happen to uh, put out his pinky when he uh you know does excelsior yeah,
1: yeah. yeah a little bit so anyway Tony Stark was, like, kind of a jerk, and now he's, like, back to normal, which is weird because nobody really addresses it that much, but he's built this new suit, and he's doing stuff, and I don't know. It's just kind of regular Iron Man, I guess. It's okay. He's got, like, a whole...
2: The regular Iron Man! <laughs> I think they're kind of tying back to, a lo- like, the best, like the best of, of Iron Man in the book. They're kind of, like, bringing back those kind of, like, as an homage
1: to... Elvis a little bit, yeah. Get. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really... I guess I didn't really pay attention to those elements as much when I read through it, Um but, like, in uh, in Age of Ultron, his new AI was called Friday, right? And now he's got, like, a holographic Friday assistant AI. And his suits, it, it retains a lot of, like, the classic elements, but it also has all of the... Um, innovations of the previous ones like the modular armor and like the bleeding edge armor and all that stuff so i don't know it'll be interesting to see how it how it goes along uh what's your rec for this week ben my
0: rec for this week is to watch flash and arrow because both episodes are pretty pretty freaking awesome despite flash being a little slow uh it was it was a kind of slow build-up arrow was fantastic okay i was very critical obviously throughout all of last season about how arrow was going with season three it was a little schmaltzy for me I was really worried that they were going to drag their feet with all this crap that they were building up in this four season. Not at all. They got right into it. It was fast paced. It was action oriented. Um, the new villain, Damian Dark, who we have spoken about before, <laughs> uh, star. He, he's played by Neil McDonough, uh, the main villain from Walking Tall, which is a fine, fine Dwayne Johnson movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. McDonald is all over the place, but he, look,
1: people he's... really remember him from that one movie. With exactly, him, where Dwayne the Rock Johnson hit people with a baseball hey, it's bat.
0: That guy, yeah. I like that guy. Well, he's doing, he's doing good. He's really intense, and uh, I think that was fine casting. I'm just, I'm really amped. I'm really I'm, very I'm excited. I'm excited
2: for this season. Honestly, I think it's episode fifteen when they bring Constantine in because I'm one of those people. It's a dying shame that Constantine was canceled and Galvin is still on TV. Yeah, Constantine.
1: Constantine was pretty and great. They
2: could have got a little more serial with their storyline to have, like, a overarching story.
0: Wait, wait, how serial? Like, super serial? Yeah, for super serial. Cereal. Like,
1: Frosted?
2: Like, and, most serial. And not so much, like, the like Villain of the Week thing. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the first season of Supernatural, if you remember, all the way back to 2001. Yes. And I just think I like I, Supernatural. Supernatural's and, a good hey, show. Season eleven, whatever. Out soon. I'll watch it till the end because I'm already committed. But,
1: listen, <laughs> I'm my, in too deep.
2: Man with conviction. Oh, like I'm watching Gotham right now, so obviously <laughs> uh, you,
0: you are. Yeah. You are a man yeah. with conviction.
1: Uh, yeah, that whole villain of the week is just a format that I don't think works anymore. So, anyway,
2: that line yeah. was so, so taken from the page. Yeah, I'm, I, and I'm just excited. I, I'm just hoping the fan base of Supernatural being on CW with the fact that he's a Supernatural character, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. If they throw a tie-in with what was his buddy's name in the show, the guy who couldn't die. I can't remember oh. off the top of my head right now. Yeah, I don't know either. But If they show him in the episode and people respond well to those two characters, CW might bring Hanstein back. They, they could. They got enough money. Good. They got enough
0: money to throw around, and plus with those two, mm-hmm. two doing very well, it's, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Very possible. Yeah, so that's, those are my recommendations. But yeah, uh, things are going good. Uh, we'll have more recommendations to comic books here pretty soon because we we got some backdoor deals going on. We might have access to free comics. And a lot of free comics.
1: Perhaps. To
0: do reviews. Uh, so we'll keep you uh, updated, guys, and things will go really well. But, uh, again, thank you so much for listening to the Raven Geeks. We're doing real well. You guys are downloading. You guys are listening to us. we got fans coming in wanting to work with us.
2: Can I, can I make a recommendation real quick? Time, oh, yeah, totally. Right, so
0: uh, one of these fans is got, about to make a recommendation uh, yeah, right I got, now. i got two.
2: So we're in October. Scary movie. Um, on Netflix. Watch the movie Housebound on Netflix, if, especially if you're a horror fan from New Zealand I believe super cool scary movie and Scott Snyder's story comic story American Vampire Mm -hmm. takes everything that we lost because of Twilight and just totally shades the vampire (laughs) genre super cool Uh, starting their last run I think he's going to be ending it sometime soon but I highly recommend it
1: awesome
0: this is the power of the Raven Geeks ladies and gentlemen change the world everybody gets involved but uh, again, thank you so much, guys, for listening. You can uh, always find us on Facebook. We, we, we've been a little, uh, little lackluster with the Facebook. Uh, pretty, yeah, pretty yeah, lazy. Yeah. With but them. We're, we're gonna probably we'll make it up to you. We'll make it up to you in a lot of ways this week. I will do my due diligence to get some updates to you. But you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, you can download us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, good things going. But uh, like I said, always join us here. Same bad time. Same bad network. Son, I'm nice. Went straight to the art section. Started flexing. Like, look, five more. station and dice
2: was Sean.